0: Today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds. Budget Blinds! Hey, quick note from those benevolent robot shade overlords. While The showroom home of the Signature Series Automated Shades is closed. They're still providing in-home consultations, and you can connect with them if you're ready to make your home a smart home. Call 816 554 7779 or email leesummit at budgetblinds.com and set up your virtual consultation today. Oh, and one more note, Jason.
1: You getcha. Tell him Jason Nick sent you. As always. All right, we are also brought today by our continuing and ongoing plea do what you can to support local so shop those places get gift cards take out delivery any kind of thing you can do to help them they're struggling just as much as the rest of us so take a little bit of time when you can go support local businesses hello again and welcome to Lee's Summit Town Hall a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference I'm Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who is judging your Zoom backgrounds. Always, it's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit.
0: You know, look, a lot of our fun has been taken away because we're stuck at home. If this uh-huh. is the one thing I have left, I'm gonna use it.
1: Like you gotta, you gotta come correct with your wallpaper or your blue background with George Brett poster as as behind me, or your your shelf of baseball memorabilia. Those are fine. But, you know, come on, let's do better than brown or gray walls. Let's just do better, people. Let's do better.
0: Look, you need to think about the background when you get on these calls. It's important.
1: I will say this, actually, um, to, to talk about my day job, some of the uh, the commissioners I interact with over on the other side of the state line, they have taken to draping, uh, like, felt or something, a solid color behind them, and then running those Zoom backgrounds, yeah um, I, I'm, I'm i'm anti
0: the, the virtual
1: backgrounds i i'm fine with the virtual background if you do it right that's the key and then you know maybe do something fun with it while you're at it but there we go but anyway here we I go wait a minute that. if Richard. you do a
0: picture of me then i'm okay with it or tacos or tacos
1: because yeah all right link to lee summit as always the source for all the news you need about this very fine city and our unofficial sponsor today are slippers because honestly, who's wearing shoes right now? Because you're <laughs> at home all day. And now I will say this: I have, uh, I got some new slippers uh, around like last fall or in the winter time, and the soles gave out last yesterday. Uh um, oh! The sole gave out on one of my slippers. Fortunately, I have a backup pair of slippers, so I'm not going. Uh, I'm not going with cold feet uh, here in my basement office. But you gotta uh, wonder, our uh, sweatpants sales is through the roof right now. I would think, I wonder if that's considered an essential item that Amazon has to deliver <laughs> uh, if you go there. Or honestly, let's let's go with our ads. Where are you going to buy sweatpants locally? You need to go buy those sweatpants locally to allow for, uh, to, to, to support your local businesses. Something wow, like way Sports to go, scene. good job. Sports Scene probably would sell you some Mizzou themed sweatpants. That's true. You would like those. So you should go, go shop your local business, buy some sweatpants. Because honestly, we all know, that's essential. And we're not asking each other what kind of pants we're wearing when we're on these Zoom calls. No, no, you have some Zoom problems if that's if those are showing. Yes, that is the thing. You gotta adjust your camera angle. All right. Nick, Jason, what's going speaking on?
0: of weird uh uh backgrounds and judging of people's backgrounds, the city council last night had their first meeting in a month. And it was virtual. They did it through Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um here's here's another first. Are you ready? Go for it. New, at least am a fire department, fire chief Chief Snyder gave a nice presentation. This was really the first time I think that I'd seen much uh,
1: much from him. No, actually, when they said Chief Snyder, I had to ask myself, is that the chief chief, or is that one of the assistant <laughs> chiefs that we <laughs> that we deal with on a regular basis that I just wasn't aware of? But it turns out it's the actual full-on chief of the fire department. Uh, he did. He gave a he gave a presentation, or at least a sort of review of the city's uh, responses to the COVID-19 uh, pandemic and how things have evolved and where they, where they have come and then what they're doing now. Um, so I think it basically, I think there were some key points um, that we wanna that highlight. Um, the first thing just to keep in mind is, and we've talked a little bit about this on past shows, can, at least Summit does not have its own independent health department. Uh, that promulgates orders for the people of Lee Summit. We are under the jurisdiction of the Jackson County Health Department, and and they're also the Missouri Health Department, and then, of course, the federal government as well. Um, And so as those things come downhill, we have to respond to those as we go. And so the chief made a very big point that, A, that's part of the thing we're doing, but also that that is part of a relatively coordinated regional effort um, of – basically kind of through mark a lot of the things that are out there and that came up more often in uh, Steve Arbo's presentation which we'll talk about here in a minute but we're, we're talking about like the whole region nine counties all the cities and they are all kind of working together to to make these things happen but I thought there were some highlights to come out of this one is um, public safety employees have access to testing So any of them showing any kind of symptoms are going to St. Luke's East and they've worked out whatever deal with St. Luke's East to do testing and it's a 24 hour turnaround for them. So they they can, if they're showing a symptom, they can be checked and then that can be traced and tracked backwards if they they do turn positive. But he did not report of anyone having tested positive so far, whether they have or not, he did not report on that. you know, they've made some changes as to how public safety responded, is responding to calls. They're having, if possible, when they're coming to someone's house, especially if they've reported uh, COVID symptoms in, in there, they are asking if people could come to the front door or outside their house so that uh, to minimize exposure um, to things of that nature. And they're making some things. They've adjusted staffing levels and staffing organization for non-public safety employees. As well, so how the city is running, you know, work from home, taking shifts in the office, those sorts of things to sort of keep social distancing and and those things taken care of. Um, And probably, of I will say, most importance um, if you follow the news, you know that there's a lot of uh, concern about a shortage of personal protective equipment, PPEs. um, And he gave us uh, an update on where they are on that. They have, as of right now, 30-day plus supply of uh, masks, a 14-day supply of gowns, um, and a seven-day supply of full face shields. Now, he did back that up by saying that they have a 30-day supply of backups for those two other two, um, and then they're working in this regional, sort of making a regional buy or working on accessing uh, suppliers for providing more which is a real challenge at the moment right and i think
0: you know you, you talked about how they they were they were speaking of the regional efforts and, and the regional collaboration going on that's a lot of that is through through mark which is which is nine area counties working together and uh city city manager steve arbo is it's actually interesting he chairs the the response committee uh, of mark so he's got a, an interesting Uh, perspective on how all of that
1: is is shaping up he was saying he had something like 25 days in a row of like six to eight hour meetings yeah groups of people every day for like a month as as it is so he's working hard even if you don't see him out there on the news right um he gave a he gave a little presentation uh with
0: some of the the models jason and I'm not sure what to make of it, but I'm not no, sure any of us really, it, really it wasn't, know.
1: It wasn't sunshiny. I think the thing, that maybe the most um, important thing to keep in mind is, one, is that, that they are doing this regional work. But he is anticipating that we're going to have an extension of the stay-at-home order. Uh, he said for, anticipate it for at least two more weeks, um, because the peak, the peak of, uh, according to the models, as currently set, the peak of it looks like it's going to be around the 24th of April when the first stay-at-home order, the current stay-at-home order would expire, um, and they need to hold it in place after that to help kind of get that curve bent down far enough and fast enough that as they go through the process of figuring out, okay, what can we reopen? And he used the phrase, how to, how to ease the brakes. You know, he didn't want to like restart things, but like ease the brakes on what we're doing um, off of this maximum stuff of the stay-at-home order. So, I thought it was good, um, a good piece of information. I'd like them to, to put more of that out there, sort of on the public feeds, um, what I think would be a useful p- thing for people to have who don't watch. You know, look, I, I hate to say this, and it's, it's kind of shameful, Nick. Do you want a confession? Yeah. I, I kind of missed watching some city council meetings over the last <laughs> <laughs> You know, I do too it's, I mean, it's the saddest things that we can say about ourselves, but there we are. But I think that that's information that would be useful to have. I mean, I know we're broadcasting it, but um, that's useful information. I think it would be useful in the hands of the uh, broader public, maybe through the, the communications channels and what have you, that the, that they can communicate where things are. Um, so people know, like, you know, we're we're all kind of stuck in this loop. And I know everybody's hoping to be able to go and kind of do more normal things after the 24th but knowing in advance that you probably can't um, is a useful thing to help people plan and and adjust ahead well and i think
0: i i i i think what what you're saying there is just asking for for any communication um whether even if even if it's to say hey we don't know yet right um it's helpful and i think people you know people want to know as much as as they can and that that Brings a sense of of safety and security just just even that that tiny little message like that. So uh, and I I think, you know, we've been making that that appeal too quietly. Um, I've been reaching out to some of the some of the officials both elected and Uh, uh, full-time staff just to just to get get a few notes so that we can we can help with that because even if there's not an answer or an announcement to be made yet I think just saying hey this this is what we're thinking about this is what we're discussing is is important there's a lot lot to that to let let people feel safe and secure the last thing Jason that that I want to I wanted us to talk about from that presentation and the discussions that they had in their meeting on Tuesday night was about the fact that it's, it's budget season still, and even though most things are shut down, the city still is required by charter to have a new budget approved by the end of June when the fiscal year, the next fiscal year, starts on July 1st. And this is a good lead-in to, to our guest coming up later, which is going to be Councilmember Bob Johnson from the 4th District, as we talk a little bit about that. And Jason, here's I'm going to sum this up for you. It doesn't look good. No. They were already expecting kind of a a, a small drop in, in in revenue. And then now at the end of this fiscal year with with the the COVID situation, we're looking at possibly a ten percent drop in revenues for the city. So we we asked uh, councilmember Johnson to come on the show and just talk to us a little bit about what's the council, what are what are people on council, what are they what are they thinking about, what's their What's kind of their their discussions as they look to to set a budget and look for how to keep the public services going in the next year?
1: Yeah, and and just we want I watched the uh, the presentation from the management analyst that that the city has on staff, and he was uh, I mean he didn't sound gloom and doom, but boy the numbers like there were on those charts there were a lot of negatives in the percentage change that they had, and and keep in mind, and you'll hear this in the interview. Uh, that we don't even know yet what the actual like sales tax impact of COVID is going to be, um, considering you know the shutdowns all really happened in the last week to ten days of the month of March. We just have the revenues for that already, um, but we don't know like April. You know we're going to be on this stay-at-home order for the entire month of April. And nobody knows what that's going to look like, you know what sectors are going to do well or better you know who are going to better weather this process. But with all of our restaurants and bars either closed or reduced to uh, pickup service it's uh, you know those are going to take a big hit, and those are a big driver of the sales tax revenue in the cities right and
0: I think if you talk to if you talk to to some of those those business owners you're going to hear you know it's something, but it's not it's not going to make up for the lost sales if, if, if normally open. So they're all kind of, kind of moving, moving day to day. And I think, you know, the, we're going to play that conversation here in in just a couple of minutes, but I think the, one of the interesting things to me was talking to Councilmember Johnson about how they are planning on really the necessity to, yes, they're going to set a budget for July one, but they understand that likely they're going to have to review it every three months and make adjustments. If not, even more often than that and how they're trying to make sure that the process is in place that they can, they can make those kind of adjustments when they, when they need to, which is pretty interesting because I don't know if you know this or not, Jason, but bureaucracies don't often move quickly.
1: No, but I think if they plan to move or if they plan in advance, far enough in advance to be uh, a little bit more agile, they can do it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, just asking them, I mean, just the, the, the amount of change that has been heaped upon them in the last six weeks is, I mean, must be overwhelming. Um, and I know that we have, we have a really good set of city staff and, and they are working their tails off to try to make this work and and keep things going, um, at the levels that we, we need or as best we can do between now and when we, you know, whatever recovery looks like, you know, between now and then. So, um, it's gonna be, a, it's a challenge and we'll, we're gonna see what, what happens as a result of it um, as, we, as we start to roll
2: forward.
0: Well, with that, I think we will, we will take a quick break for a, a word from one of our sponsors and then we'll be back with that conversation with Council Member Bob Johnson. I just urge everyone stick with Link to the Summit and the Lee Summit Town Hall Podcast for all of the information and updates from the city and our local school districts about any, any closures, changes in status or just, just news coming up as this changes in and we will we will be back with that conversation with Councilmember johnson
2: hi i'm jane munro owner of embrace the grape and district 4 resident donnie funk has my vote for city council and here's why Donnie's time serving on the Planning Commission, his experience in the construction industry, and his work as a small business owner has given him the insight we need on City Council. This means that Donnie knows the questions to ask to get accountability for our tax dollars. Donnie Funk is a strong advocate for public safety and will work to ensure police and firefighters, along with all city employees, are well cared for. Join me in voting Funk for four.
1: We're here with Council Member Bob Johnson, District 4. Bob, how are you today?
2: Doing well. You know, sun's out.
1: It's, it's going to be a nice day today. Going to cut grass.
2: Going to cut the backyard.
1: All right. Hey, getting to mow is one of those things now, given in the time of stay at home, that I used to complain about a lot, but now I'm just like, hey, I'm outside. I'm just going to go take it while I can. So I'm right there with you.
2: It, let me just tell large. we have a fairly large backyard. It's a great quiet time. It's just me. And that's one yeah. of my best thinking times is sit on that tractor and cut and think are you a
0: are, are you a? do you put on do you put on headphones and some music while you're doing it do you, or or is it just no. bob by himself
2: it's, it's i have a i have a hat on so i can block the sun just to block the sun uh, but, but you know because it's supposed to be 93 degrees right now but regardless uh no i i just uh i listen to the, the more roll away and think
1: there we go. Uh, a meditative time is what we'll call it in that way. So, Bob, well, I
0: appreciate you coming. You coming on, uh, Council Member? What, really, kind of what we wanted to do was talk a little bit about. We look. We all know everything is pretty much shut down, but the city, the city government, the city systems and services are not. Um, this is also this is this is budget time. This is when when the city is planning for for their budget for the next fiscal year, which starts in July. Yes. And Jason and I got a little curious, how do you do that? How, what are the things that you have to think about when um, you look outside of City Hall and everything's closed?
2: Yes. So what we have to do, and obviously there are people in City Hall that are part of our finance department, and we have a management analyst whose basic function is to track revenues and outflows. And these last three months, he's but, Chris Klubein is his name and he's been charged with the responsibility of trying to figure out just where we've been historically, are we online in terms of revenues coming in what we, as to what we budgeted for last June and then start thinking about, well now what are we going to do for fiscal year 21, which is the year that starts July 1st of 2020.
0: Let me ask you a quick question there. You said what you had, what you planned on for, you know, for June, Are we already seeing effects or are the effects really gonna be the next fiscal year?
2: Uh, Property taxes are our largest. for for example, let me just summarize it, but property taxes first, sales taxes second, and franchise taxes third. That would be the gross receipts tax that we all pay on our electric bills and our gas bills and phone bills. Those three together generate about 70% of our revenue that we have available to spend for general revenue purposes for City Hall, all the employees you see, our public works, our fire, our police, those are general revenue and that's what we spend a lot of time on. Um, Property taxes are generally flat, I mean they're up up a little bit in this year, and normally property taxes were just always a a normal increase because there's always housing going on, Um, a lot of commercial, some of it of course with benefit of incentives don't pay property taxes, but regardless, property taxes slightly ahead of what we thought. Sales taxes are a little ahead of a year ago, but under what we budgeted. So in terms of this year that we're in, uh, that hasn't produced as well. And franchise taxes are continuing to fall. So now with the virus related situation, it is, uh, we are very concerned about next year
1: so are you uh you there was the presentation uh last night at at council from the the management analyst and it was uh it was not full of rays of sunshine um uh, so as you're going and setting the the fiscal 21 budget we haven't seen the the sales tax revenue impact of COVID yet is that correct
2: that's correct uh, that's a jason a great question we uh... We receive our, our tax receipts, tax receipt reports from the state, probably like roughly the seventh of the month. So in this being the month of April, we received the figure, the figures we received about the sixth or seventh of April represented the March activities uh, in, in our community, in least some. And, and by the way, it's not totally accurate because some retailers pay on a quarterly basis, some pay on a monthly basis. So, you know, what you kind of do again, is best to make year over year because if you paid quarterly a year ago you're probably paying quarterly this year so 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 we're looking at those figures uh so for the most part the april figure we received which allegedly represents march to a great extent wasn't impacted too negatively until the latter part of march so now we're up and that was down uh, of course but um now we're really concerned about what's happening in the month of march uh, i mean month of the last part of march but certainly april And then what's what's May going to do? What's next month going to do? And then even June. And that's just this fiscal year. So we are very nervous and concerned that just this fiscal year, which ends in June, may be certainly under the budget that we had. So now our our views are also being geared to, well, we have another fiscal year. So we have, we're actually budgeting right now for a period of 15 months. So uh, yes, the, the fiscal year starting July the 1st, we're now making assumptions that, okay, how much will sales tax receipts fall? And I'll explain, what, however you want to do it. I'll explain that in a moment to you, what we kind of decided on. What's happening with property taxes? What's happening with franchise taxes, which we mentioned earlier, the sales tax receipts, the gross receipts on, on utility bills. So we're just trying to assume what percentage of downfall will it be? And depending on how much you want to talk about it, I can give you what we kind of estimated and why we estimated for downfalls, which total as of the day we're talking today, we're probably talking about $3 million or so less revenue next year than we have budgeted for this year. And I say budgeted, we don't know what fully comes in for the last two months of, of this Right.
1: Year. And so with that, with that so you're, uh, just to make clear for our listeners, that, that you're talking about is the fiscal year that begins July 1 through June 30 of 2021. Is that That's correct? True okay so and that's and, and, and real quick
0: for, for perspective that that three and a half million is out of out of what size is the total
2: budget just just to give people perspective yeah great point so basically we were around uh we're in a budget year this year of about 75 million general revenue and so we're estimating roughly 72 and under 72 million for next year okay. so and that's a okay.
1: Now, that's almost a 5% uh, deduct, reduction, just to, to rough math it for people to get an idea. And that's just coming from, essentially, I mean, we, I know you said we we're down a little bit over our budget, but really a lot of that impact is just happening at the very, very end of the fiscal year. happening now. And this is
2: what's difficult about, and I know we, need, we have to talk about next year because our charter says we have to have an actual budget by the end of June, um, but that's right. Now... The, the sales tax receipts from the city, from the, from the Department of Revenue of the state of Missouri, and that's who collects all the taxes and then remits it back to the communities. Uh, yes, it's, it's now we're really looking at it. We're, we're waiting for these results because we don't know what really is happening in terms of downturn. Yes, we've had a slight downturn in sales taxes all year, all this fiscal year. Now we think it's going to be a serious downfall.
1: And, and you, so you built, so you've built that 5% reduction roughly
2: in a 10% decline in sales taxes.
1: Right. But you, so you built that deduction, you built that sales tax reduction into the budget based on assumptions that you can make at this point. I mean, essentially
2: is what we're talking we, about. And that's what, yes. And that's what's so difficult. So we, and, and I was not that I'm a brilliant economist, but I, I said to Chris, why don't you go back and see even what took place in the 08, 09? reset, great recession, 11, 12 years ago. And our biggest decline, not dollar wise, I I was concerned about percentage wise, but percentage wise was between five and 6%. So if we had a decline of five or 6% in sales taxes in the recession, we all think that the reaction to the virus is much more severe than 11, 12 years ago. So, um, we agreed that we would estimate, and this is all that we are estimating a 10% decline in sales taxes. And Jason, Nick, you know, let's face it, after the, the receipts from, from this month, it may be even more than that. I don't know. And then may comes in and, and so forth. So we're estimating as best as we can on what we think may take place over the next 12 months.
0: Let me ask, um, you know, I think for, for all of us, the, the, the closest example or the, the, that anybody can come up with as, as a comparison to, to the current situation is, is the 08 recession. Well, is, I, that, is, that, is, that, is that looking back at that, is that helpful at all or is it just too different?
2: Well, we think it's too different, but at least it was a severe economic dislocation. 08, 09 was a severe economic dislocation. This is a tremendously severe. Economic dislocation. So, if we if we saw what took place in, in actuality actuality 12 years ago, then we think it's just going to be worse this
1: year. Right, and and um, I mean, one of the differentiating factors is since that one was so real estate driven yes, uh, in two thousand eight, uh, we you know we're not anticipating at least in the short term the dislocation in property tax revenues or real property revenues uh, at this point, although you know, we don't know what that may look like in right. a year or two years. So um, that's, a, that's a difference. So are you guys looking at this and, and trying to get a budget passed based on best available information? Are you yes. sort of at least tacitly understanding that you may have to revisit this? It's um, not tacitly
2: any longer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean you're gonna- at the finance and budget meeting more than once, but it was said again, even last night, the full city council meeting. This is going to be, re- certainly this, whatever budget the council passes in June, it's going to be reviewed, reviewed monthly and may. The actual budgets may have to be changed on a quarterly basis.
1: I, well, and that's fair. And I know that, uh, you know, local governments or governmental entities are really good at winging it. Um, as a whole.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not their strong suit or what they want to be uh, doing. I want to do is about three months wingspan that's that's, that's
1: yeah true. well that's fair and, and so that's but i think that's something that's really useful for people to understand when they're talking about these things is that we are going to i mean i know that uh the city manager the finance department are an analyst all of those people are looking at this month over month anyway right. but it, a lot of times the the city council at least doesn't take a very active hand on that tiller but maybe once or twice a year once the budget's passed and when there's like things, but we know in advance now that you and the other council members are, are going to have that on hand there. So that's something that's, uh, I think very interesting and people should be paying attention to as they go forward.
2: Well, I, I appreciate those comments. I, th- I think people should, and, and I'm not going to get into, you know, buy, buy more locally versus online, but it would help if people would buy. We'll, we'll do that for you. <laughs> yeah, we, we will do that. <laughs> yes, it's it's whether we want to or not, it's for real. And and we're going to have to track this on a monthly basis.
0: What are are the are, are the the processes in place for a, a municipal government to to be able to and and we we said winging it kind of in jest, but are the processes in place for a local government to make adjustments kind of on the fly or on a monthly or every 3 month basis? Uh, how how right, workable is to, that?
2: You know, the council is certainly free to meet one night, uh, at least in the old days, a year or so ago, I guess two years ago, to meet one night and make a change right then. We're we're a little more sophisticated than that, but this is why we're gonna look at, 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 uh, truly analyze on a month-to-month basis, but not to be winging it, quote-unquote, monthly. We probably want to take a couple of months' worth of activity leading to the potential of a quarterly change. So I, I would think, again, and even after last night's meeting, you will probably see budget changes quarterly. I don't think any sooner than, than, a, than a quarter, I, I unless it just hugely drops off after one month. But I would say analyze month to month and then adjust the budget formally on a, on a quarterly basis. Is this a situation
0: where you're looking to find additional revenue or more how to survive with less?
2: Well, that's a great question. Uh, Two things. One, we're not. No, as a matter of fact, we're trying to retrench some on uh, some capital or uh, uh, bigger, uh, bigger projects like a project on stormwater. And I am very much for stormwater reform. We by reform, we need to do something with stormwater. Obviously, we have a lot of terrible stormwater areas, neighborhoods of, of the city. If the rains come at the wrong time and in the wrong depths, you've got flooding. Um, we have a, we have a half million dollar potential contract to study that and come up to the conclusion that's on hold for a while. So we're trying to watch major expenditures. The only thing I can mention in terms of revenue, additional revenue is that you all know, and I'm sure we're going to talk about at some point in time on the June 2nd ballot is also a use tax proposal. So there is a proposal uh, facing the voters in June that potentially will increase revenues from, from sales that are generated outside the state of Missouri. And that's a pretty small
0: drop in the bucket, right?
2: Yes, overall. Yes, it, great. It, it is. But, you know, when you're, uh, when you're maybe losing 10% of sales taxes going in and, and you know, and that's considering what, what's going to happen to auto sales. Auto sales, you know, car sales have been pretty, pretty good for us in the last year, last couple of years. But uh, regardless, uh, yeah, overall, it's, it should not be a big impact on, on everyday consumers in the city. But. I don't know what the reaction is going to be when people go to the polls in June, but yes, that's, that is an additional source of revenue. And that's the only one being talked about right now.
1: All right. So we have, so we're, we're looking at you guys are going to have some of those difficult decisions uh, to do that. So let's, let's shift then. So one of the things we always like to talk about is what people can do to impact or or to make changes in that. When you are, uh, looking at making those, and these are going to be some tough decisions about what things to stall, or you know, staffing levels, service levels, all the things that you'll end up having to discuss at one time or another. When you're taking public input, what are you looking for when you're when you're getting people to to call, email, to talk to about that?
2: I think first people need to understand that there may be a a local revenue question, and I, I think what now has changed that, by the way, is the Overland Park action from what I think two or three weeks ago, probably three weeks ago when the city of Overland Park, I think a day before their pay period ended, or maybe their paychecks, I don't know, said that all previously approved pay raises were no longer going to take place. I mean, within a matter of two days, people were notified of that. And then, and then some cutbacks of part-time people. Then I, I think the, the county of Johnson in, uh, in Kansas did something similar, so I think that uh, I think from a news standpoint, that probably awakened people like, "Oh, well, this may impact local governments," and this is it's it's now out and about, and people are concerned about services. You know, are are you going to main maintain city services? Certainly, that's one. That's not only a goal. I don't think anybody suggests that that public services that we provide today will be any different tomorrow. So we want to make sure that.
0: Well, that's a real fear is, I mean, we have a, we're, we're pretty spoiled in our community, right? We have, oh, yeah, yeah. We have <laughs> and expect a really high level of service yes, from, yes. from our public entities. I mean, is, is there concern that that's, that expectation might have to be lowered a little bit?
2: Well, I, I don't see that yet. I, I, as I mentioned a moment ago on, on the uh, stormwater, a lot of people are impacted by heavy rains. And I think that you finally have the council willing to say, we need to address that. And yes, that will take some money. And then we have to figure out where, where that comes from or if there's savings or, or what, whatever. But that may be on hold, but it isn't there today. So it's, this is a, that's our next goal for the community, I, I hope that we need to, to achieve. I do think we have all the major public services that we provide, I think, I mean, there isn't any discussion at all to reduce that. Any, there isn't any discussion to reduce personnel. Um, those services that are here today are I I strongly believe are going to be there tomorrow and as I you know people sometimes don't think when they think about is the city closed down and yes city halls closed down our buildings are closed down but people are are still there and and you never think of you know that the water department I I know we kind of talked about this as people hear on the news in the morning or read their papers in the morning and, and there are difficult issues facing the country certainly with our virus problems that you know, those, those are scary uh, as you pour a glass of water to drink with your breakfast you never think about water but that is a public service and you have to have public our water department employees there to make sure that clean water that you get every day and every time you want and every time you want to flush it's there and our goal is to certainly maintain that quality water supply is there i know you don't that's not the big thing people talk about fire and police but, but water water is.
1: yeah is, what what happens when you turn on the tap? As soon as that doesn't work, people are going to notice that in a big hurry. So you're absolutely yeah, and, right. And that's
2: obviously a priority for us. So yes.
0: Um, I, I just have a couple questions here. Here, as as we as we wrap things up, and, and and I know we have personally, we've teased you a little bit about your years of of public service, but I'm curious you because harassed
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take that.
0: <laughs> but you ha- you have been in public service for for a long
2: time. Well, let me let me let me just. What, this year, this month, will be forty years of some public office, that, and I've enjoyed it, and I hope I've done things for people. But anyway, yes, go ahead. I've been I've been here a while. That's right.
0: Well, well. So, so my question is 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 has is, is there anything, any situation that you look back on those those forty years now that's similar? Oh, what you know, you... as a matter of fact,
2: when we were to, I mentioned Chris Klubine, our management analyst, as we had. Previous meetings, talking about preparing this budget, he asked that question. He said, "Have you ever, in all the years?" And I have a, a degree in economics, so I said, "Have you ever seen anything like this?" And of course, first I said, "I wasn't here in the 1918." <laughs> I'm gonna I, fact check you I on that. that. Now, getting back to it.
1: No, I, oh come on I we know you I mean, served we on we know, actually, know you served on the board with uh with mr struther we know we know it was there no, well, kidding.
2: I actually, I think <laughs> in the legislature, some people thought that I served on the county commission with Harry Truman but the <laughs> county court but regardless um uh, we um, i I have I've certainly seen recessions not a depression but we've had recessions of several kinds uh, including the '08, 8 but back in the some legislative days and in uh, 81, 82, and so forth, Uh, but never, This is I've never seen the economy move so rapidly in a downward direction with the concern about how long this economic dislocation will will take place, and certainly I've never seen a virus like this at all that's facing all the country. So no, this is a new territory even for me, for a guy that's been around a while, (laughs) had to deal with a lot of issues. Um, This is is the most serious I've faced, and I, I certainly don't have a lot of the answers because I don't know what's coming tomorrow.
0: Well, Councilmember Johnson, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time and for being a good sport with with our teasing and okay, maybe sometimes harassment. Harassment. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this with with a very important question. We started doing this just with candidates, but I feel like it's so much fun. Also, it's proving that Jason and I are right. Uh, that I've decided I want to start asking everybody that comes on the show. Councilmember member Johnson, if I were to put two plates in front of you, one plate has burgers and one plate has tacos, which one are you choosing?
1: Burgers. No, oh, that oh, is the look at wrong, that. Hey, wrong answer. Hey, hey, look, let's give him some credit here. He's wrong. But he has the courage to actually stand on his conviction about being wrong in this there, particular event. There was there was no hesitation on his part. I there give was him No hesitation. For that. And he didn't try to like mealy wash about like taco burgers or I like all that. <laughs> he he came in clear with that one very wrong opinion. I I never worry about Councilmember Johnson about his opinions. Right, I have respect for a man who is on a wrong opinion and will stand with it. (laughs) Well,
2: I I appreciate that. I've never seen you two be rough, correct most of the time. uh, (laughs) (laughs) This is a free country. That Uh, is true. I've given it back to you. I I let you know that you're- Misinformed, most of the time. <laughs> return, it's return yeah. harassment.
1: It's fine. We
0: we appreciate it. We and appreciate it. that. Thank you very much, Council thanks. Member. We yeah. will talk
2: to you later. Just thank you for the invitation. Thank you.
0: All right. Well, thanks, Bob. Hey, that was awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah. Good job, Bob.